Hi, welcome back to Life is a Treasure podcast. I'm your hostess, Michelle Durand, and this is episode number 77, Healing Our Pain and Shame. I wanted to share this episode today because I recently shared a post on my Facebook page that obviously resonated with a lot of people, and I did not realize how many people maybe struggle with what I struggled through, um, what I still struggle through at times. So I felt that it would be a good thing to actually record a podcast about this topic of hiding our pain. And perhaps we hide it because of shame, or maybe it's other reasons. But I want to first start off by reading the post to just get your mind of where I'm coming from with this and see if something in this post makes you feel like, yes, I too struggle with that. And then from there, I will dissect it a little bit and talk about it and offer some suggestions and tips and just explain it as I go. And I have a huge announcement at the end, so stay tuned. And I hope that you can just get comfortable wherever you are and just open your mind, open your spirit, and just listen to the words I'm going to share with you today. And as you're listening, maybe explore in your heart and in your mind, in your soul, if this is you, if any part of this is within you, is how you feel, if you feel like, yes, me too. I've been there, or I'm there, and I don't know what to do. And if that's you, this is going to be so helpful. And if you enjoy this episode and it helped you, please share it. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear your reviews and your feedback. So without further ado, let me go ahead and read to you the post. Can a smile cover up our pain and grief? Can makeup hide our sadness? Can a broken heart heal? I don't really know the answers to these questions. I do know that I tried to use them to cope. My heart was broken. No, shattered. I went through an abortion at a young age. I was married with two children and found myself in a messy, painful divorce after 15 years Then I went through empty nest when my kids moved far away to college. This picture was taken right after they moved. I was not at all in a good place mentally or physically and really tried to conceal it. I didn't know who I was at that time. However, I desperately wanted to find her, the little girl inside who just wanted to be happy and healed from the pain that I had been through and was going through. So, so many people ask me how I did it, and it took work, allowing myself to express my emotions. I cried when I wanted to. I started to find out what truly mattered in my life. I focused on the negative, on the positive, rather than the dwelling on the negative. I made sure that I surrounded myself with people who would support me on my healing journey. I just want you to know that whatever pain or struggles you are currently dealing with, 
you can heal too. There is a rainbow after the storms. There is always hope. It is a choice that you have to make, but you too can heal. I believe in you, and I want to encourage you to believe in yourself. So that post received lots of different comments, direct messages, private messages to me. And some were, well, good for you. I'm so happy for you. I don't, I wish I was there. And, and I realized that those posts are from someone who is in a lot of pain. There were some that said, um, I am where you were and I really don't know what to do or how to get past this. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. There were some who said, well, good for you. I don't have anybody around me to support me. And my heart breaks for them, but I felt that exact same way. And when I share that I had to make sure that I surrounded my people with myself with people who would support me on my healing journey, that was because I literally had to find those people. Like they don't just come because remember, we are trying to hide and conceal our pain and our shame and our guilt and our regret and our loss. We're trying to cope with the best way we can because society doesn't always allow space for us to be sad and for us to have time to properly grieve. So we try to process our emotions and our pain and our sadness along with trying to raise our children and live a life and put food on the table and pay for the bills. It's challenging, especially as a single mom. I know I was there and I struggled being a single mother alone and then they moved off and went to college and I struggled alone with missing my children, not knowing who I was anymore. I was no longer a wife. I was no longer their mom physically. They didn't need me every day. I didn't even talk to them hardly ever during that time because as I shared with a lot of women who reached out to me, It was a season of their life too. You know, when our children grow up and they move out of the home, out of the nest, they are trying to survive on their own without mom, without dad. And they don't know who they are without us. So they have to have space and time to figure it out, to learn how to be an adult. And a lot of times that means they withdraw from us. But mothers feel pain and sadness because in that moment, it feels like forever. And we're like, I gave birth to you. I gave my life for you (laughs) in a way. And now you don't even acknowledge me. And I know, I know I was there and I thought it would be forever. But I can tell you now as I'm over that and my kids are approaching 30, it changes. They come back they realize that man mom you know you did the best you could and I really appreciate it and I'm sorry I was so mean I didn't realize what you were going through like they really mature and so give them that space and what can you do well this is a great time to focus on you I know it sounds selfish especially if we've been a mom most of our adult life but It's not selfish. I have a whole episode about that. Self-care is not selfish because it's crucial. Nobody is going to take care of you except yourself. And so 
taking care of yourself means allowing yourself to have space and time to grieve. Allowing yourself to express your emotions. Taking that opportunity to find people who will support you. Even if you have to pay for a, a life coach, a therapist, or whoever to help you cope, to go, cope in healthy ways, that's self-care. That's investing in yourself. And maybe you don't feel worthy, but you are worthy. And when you start investing in yourself, you feel worthy. So, um, you know, as we go through things and we are left with feelings of guilt, shame, regret, or loss, or any other feelings you might be feeling, where you feel stuck, you don't know how to move on, I find that so many times it's because we're in that stage of why me? Why me? Why does everybody hate me? Why am I alone? Why did all of this have to happen? And when we day in and day out, me, I'm, this is what I did. I'm trying, I want you to learn from my mistakes and don't do what I did. And always try to help people with tears to treasures, life as a treasure is to focus on the positive and focus on what you can control, not what you can't control, not what you can't go back. You know, so many women have abortions and they're like, I regret it. I wish I could go back, but you can't. So that's when we have to learn acceptance. I'm going to get into all of that in a minute. But um, so we're, we're staying stuck when we're asking why, 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 why? Or if we're blaming and we're not taking responsibility and we're placing that on someone else and not taking responsibility for ourselves, that's another way we will stay stuck. And so what we need to do is change that why to how. Like, how can I learn from this pain? How can I process my emotions healthily? Healthy, healthily? <laughs> um, how can I learn to cope with better, healthier choices? How can I learn lessons from this loss? How can I replace my regret with peace and realization that I did the best that I could at the time with what I knew? I know that's a tongue twister there, right? <laughs> How can I replace the regret with peace? Um, so... I'd like to offer you some ideas, some tips, suggestions, and I want to start with first explaining that, as I've shared in so many other podcast episodes, when we talk about any loss, um, there's grief. So with abortion, there is a loss of the baby, so we're grieving that. There's a loss of dreams. Um, miscarriage, stillborn, there's a physical loss as well. Uh, divorce is a loss of the family unit. There's a loss of maybe the family home and all the memories and the dreams you had for the future, raising grandchildren together. Empty nest, there's a loss. Your children are not there anymore. So when you have a loss and there's a grieving process, and a grieving process is can be complex, but it's just, it is what it is. It's a process. It's They have stages. And I've shared about this so much, but I'm going to briefly talk about it again. So for the sake of simplicity in this episode, I'm going to keep it to the five stages. One, denial. 
Number two, anger. Number three, bargaining. Number four, depression. Number five, acceptance. And I want to share with you that the process that I use um, in transforming this grief to uh, to acceptance, which is what I call my tears to treasures process, um, is taking that denial and becoming aware of the denial. So it's all about yourself is looking inward and saying, where, how, where am I stuck? What part of this situation am I in denial about? And that is the first step is becoming aware of where you need healing, where there's unresolved trauma, where there's unhealed wounds. And then from there, we move into step two, which is dealing with the anger. And the solution to anger is forgiveness. There's no other way around it. In order to release anger, we have to offer forgiveness, not only to others, but to ourselves. Like that is crucial. You can forgive everyone else in your life, but until you forgive yourself, you will stay stuck. So self-forgiveness is step two. And then we move into self Step three, which is self-compassion. So we may be finding ourselves bargaining like um, in that part of grief. It's like, well, if I had done this, then this. If I had, if I wouldn't have done it, if, 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 if. And until we can look in the mirror and say, you know, there, okay, all these ifs are not getting me anywhere. It's, you know, it's like the word should doesn't help us okay we can not we should we will um and so if we're bargaining and we're like well if i would have done that we're just gonna stay in that mindset so turn that into compassion you have compassion for your kids you have compassion for other people have compassion for yourself say you know i did the best that i could with what i knew with what i had at that time that was my best. And that's all I can ask of myself. So right now, I'm going to choose to offer myself compassion. And number four, step four, is self-worth. And we're, that, that coincides with depression. And a lot of times I explain depression as anger turned inward. So as you can see, it's important to forgive. It's important to have compassion on yourself. But then we want to Look at our worth and know that our value is not dependent on what we've done or what we hadn't, haven't done or what someone has done to us, what someone has said to us. Someone else's value or opinion of us does not determine our self-worth. We are worthy just as we are. Mistakes and sins and everything. We were created with a purpose in love and we have immeasurable value we just have to recognize that and know and believe that we are worthy of the things that we want because as long as we do not feel that we deserve them we won't reach out for them so self-awareness self-forgiveness self-compassion self-worth leads us to self-acceptance which will ultimately bring you self-love Self-acceptance is stage five of the grief stage, which is acceptance because you go through denial, anger, bargaining, depression to the goal of accepting, acceptance, accepting what happened, accepting what is, knowing that I can't go back and change it. I can't change who I was. I can change who I am. I can accept 
what I've been through. I can accept what has been done to me, even though it's painful. I have healed and there will always be the scar to remind me of what I've been through to help other people who are back there to shed light, offer them hope. Because if I've gone through this and I got to the other side, I can offer them hope. I can shed the light and show them the way. And when we learn to accept ourselves, we are powerful. We are empowered. And I am all about empowering women to be the best self that they can be because they are worthy of it. They, every woman listening to my voice right now, I want you to know that you are worthy of forgiveness. You are worthy of compassion. You are worthy of respect. You are worthy of love and acceptance. Let it come from you first. Let it come from within. That's where it starts because when you start to feel that way about yourself, other people will have to treat you that way because you won't tolerate anything less than what you expect, what you give to yourself. Because when we don't respect ourselves, we let other people trample all over us and our feelings and our opinions. But when you accept yourself and you find out who you are and you love yourself the way that you are, you're teaching other people how to treat you with respect, with love, and that you will have boundaries, healthy boundaries to protect your mind, your body, and your soul. So, um, as you can see, self-acceptance is key. It's the goal. It's what we work towards. We want to learn how to love ourselves in a healthy way. Um, so, as you can see, it's a lot. It's something I'm entirely passionate about. It is my, it is my passion to help other women see their worth and their, and their dignity and their respect no matter what they've been through, whether it's abortion, um, miscarriage, divorce, abuse, relationships that are not healthy, empty nest, whatever it is, doesn't matter. What matters is you, your mental health, your safety, your security, for you to love and accept yourself. Because when you do, others will follow suit. So I have a really special announcement that I've been wanting to share with you and now I finally feel like I'm ready to share. I have been working behind the scenes on an ebook. A lot of people have asked me over the years, are you going to write a book? You're going to write a book? And yes, I started to write a book and then I got divorced and I had to change my roles, but I've been working on an ebook because I want you to have something that you can have in your hands and you on your computer through your computer wherever you are in the world and you can use this as a tool to help guide you to healing at your own pace in the privacy of your own space and this ebook is going to take you through this process that I just talked about my goal is that no matter what you have been through, if it's been 20, 30, 50 years, or whether it's been one month, 20 months, 20, you know, it doesn't matter, but that you, if it's a abuse, um, narcissist relationship, abortion, miscarriage, divorce, empty nest, unhealthy relationships, whatever it is that you can find freedom, healing, and acceptance of yourself. 
And that's what it's all, all about. I'm going to be using uh, my own stories throughout this ebook to help you understand what I've been through, how I've worked through this. And I'm going to take you through this process step by step in a way that you can work at your own pace in the privacy of your own space. So I'm so excited. I just cannot, I couldn't wait to share this with you. And I felt the time was finally right to share that I'm going to be launching this very, very soon. So I would, I want you to contact me if this sounds like something that you would be interested in, and I will add you to my launch list and you will be the first to know when I release my ebook for you. So uh, all my contact information is on my website, lifeisatreasure.com. I will have it linked in the show notes. I always do at the end of the show notes. And then I will also be sharing on Facebook. So um, find me on Facebook. It's, you can follow the links on my website and it'll take you to my Facebook, my Instagram. I will be, I'm mostly active on Facebook. So I have a Facebook community also called Life is a Treasure for podcast listeners. Um, so I really hope that this episode has inspired you, has encouraged you, that you know that you are worthy and that if you need help with believing that, reach out to me. Get on my launch list and be the first ones to, to work to work through this ebook with me. And I would love to be here to help you and guide you through. That is what I want to do. That is my gift that I just want to share with all of you is helping you through this process. I want you to find the freedom that I found. I want you to find healing that I found. I want you to accept yourself the way that I have learned how to accept myself despite all those things I've been through, because every one of them I listed, I too have been through it. You're not alone. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I understand what you're going through. And I'm going to have something to help you. So I want to send you all my peace, love, and joy. Friends, thank you for listening to Life is a Treasure podcast. Please join me every Thursday for a new episode. In the meantime, follow me on my socials and don't forget to subscribe to this show. And it would mean so much to me if you could please leave a five-star review. You can find more information at my website, lifeisatreasure.com. And remember, you already have all the treasures inside of you to transform yourself and your life. Bye, friends.